Welcome everyone to the last video store clerks podcast with Frank and Scott. The days of blockbuster Hollywood and the independent video store are over. But the days of searching the shelves for hidden gems and overlooked call classics is never ending. Join us while we drown in a sea of streaming options and ask the question, what the hell is a good movie anyway? I'm Frank. I'm Scott. And we're the last video store clerks. Did you watch Fleabag? No. Oh man, Fleabag was one of the best shows I've Dude, ever I'm watched. Over here watching like fucking stay-at-home mom shit. Did you see my shit? Fucking <laughs> Our Father and fucking Candy. That's where my fucking brain was at this week. I'm also almost done with The General's Daughter with John Travolta, which is also just like, what the fuck was I? But you know, it's two seasons. It's fucking amazing. What's that on? It's an Amazon series. Oh, are we diving right in? Uh, I mean, yeah, we can we can dive in. Or... I want to be suspended from the ceiling while I talk, <laughs> but like at a forward angle, like a roller coaster that stopped before the dip. I think that would really set off my conversation. <laughs> be like, oh, there's some pressure, but I like it. <laughs> yeah, I, I really think that would. <laughs> uh, What's Our Father? You said you watched Our Father. Our Father is a Netflix documentary about a crazy ass doctor in Indiana. He specializes in people who need like help fertilizing you know like they're yeah. they're infertile so he helps do the uh, artificial insemination every time a patient came in he'd go to his office for 15 to 20 minutes rub one out use his own sample 23 and me hits the you know 23 yeah, and me, all that's, those that's my kind of documentary all these people that. are like that's fucked up wait man. i have a half sibling and then then like this one chick who started noticing was like wait i have eight half siblings and let's just say there's a lot of them out there. Oh, really? Yeah, there's a lot. Ah, of them out okay. There. Say yeah. no more. I want to. I yeah, our father. Out. It's on Netflix. It's a Netflix original documentary. Did you watch the whole thing? I watched the whole thing. It's that's the cool thing. It's one of those that's an hour and twenty, hour and thirty minutes. It's oh, it's not, just one document. It's not a series. Yes. Nice. You can just. I'm okay m- with like a little unresolved things here and yeah. there. In a in one a, of my favorite sayings in life: "Knock that shit out." And with Our Father, you can knock that shit out. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. There were a few Netflix series. There was the one about the, like, uh, it was a museum in Europe that got robbed of a bunch of Whistler paintings. Oh, fuck me. And it was like a cool bank robbery thing. But, like, they don't resolve anything. But I learned a lot about why would you, how would you steal art and then... What would it? What would you use it for? How would you sell it? Stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, like those it, are things I always wonder. Do people have a guy these days? It's usually mobster shit. Like it goes over. <laughs> it's just like money laundering stuff. Hey. So like it wasn't as exciting as I wanted it to be. Yeah. But it it was really informative. I was disappointed with the last one, Jimmy Savile, a British horror story. We kind of touched oh, yeah, on it. Yeah, real quick. You told me that about shit that, was yeah. just depressing and dark and like unresolved. This one, you know, I'm not gonna say. I shit think that else was the one where uh, we both went off about. <laughs> How documentaries on Netflix have yeah, become really Yeah, but our father, you know, not to say anything else, it's it's an hour 20, hour 30 minutes, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Fuck it. Give it a try. It's it's a cool, it's it's not a cool story. It's fuck, It gets your attention. It's fucked up. Yeah, it's real fucked up. Yeah, sometimes you should learn about the fucked up shit in life. Oh, yeah, and the, like some of the siblings went on Dr. Phil, so you know that shit's like yeah, real. Sort of like grotesque <laughs> things like that are, are amazing to me. I watched that cast a deadly spell with Fred Ward. I, I texted you about it. That's, yes. Yeah, so I was it was like, like why a, does that sound it familiar? Was a, 1992 HBO made-for-TV movie with Fred Ward, Julianne Moore, and Clancy Brown. His name was something... His name was H.P. Lovecraft, but it was like a detective noir thing where magic was real in L.A., and everyone was trying to get the Necronomicon to summon a... And it was made in 92, so it feels like... It. <laughs> so it feels like 85. <laughs> like, because it was an HBO made-for-TV movie. And at so, that time, HBO didn't have that budget yeah, and the this, band played on. This was just like, Kelly was out of town, and it was the middle of the day, and I was like, I'm going to watch something no one will watch with me. You know, Fred Ward. And he extremely charming in as a, like, you know, 40s private detective in L.A., and then Clancy Brown, always kind of scary. Was it better than that one with Scott Bakula? What was that, The Illusionist? Lord of Illusions? Lord of Illusions. I love Lord of Illusions. Okay. No, it wasn't nearly as good as Lord <laughs> of Illusions. I fucking love that shit. I love me that like era of Clive Barker. So I couldn't remember the name, but I did watch it recently, and I couldn't... Wow. Yeah. Oh, you watched Lord of Illusions? I did. Yeah. I it, don't remember it being as... I don't know, almost soft porny as it was. Yeah, with the music too. The music and just the like, it had that cloudy thing over the skin. It seemed like you that's know? that Clive Barker tone. Yeah, it was like <laughs> it's kind of like you know, it's sort of trash, but it's good trash. You think is this picture fuzzy? You know, am I sleepy? And then you're like, no, it's just got that weird kind of glow on their skin and that the lighting or the quality. I don't know. Yeah. Also, I love Scott Bakula. 
Oh yeah, he's great, man. Yeah, you know more than Sam Beckett, more than just Sam Beckett. Uh, you know, I, Necessary Roughness. Just had to say it since we said Scott. I fucking love Necessary Roughness. You know, you can call your Echo Ziggy now. Ziggy? Yeah, I can't. I don't want to do it because it'll mess my wife up. But <laughs> <laughs> she'll be yelling Alexa at something that just has no idea who that is. She's not fucking listening to me anymore. <laughs> yeah, but I almost want to turn the one in the office to uh, yeah. Ziggy so I can I can live out my uh, quantum leap dreams. I loved quantum leap. Just picture him with that fucking cigar and that little thing in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> did that? Did they even call it anything? Did it have a name? I don't know. It was like a like, like a, a cell phone from Bill and Ted. To me, it always looked from like the a Bill fucked up Ted Rubik's future. cube. You know, like the squares were just flattened and kind of out of alignment. Yeah, and it was like lit up, but uh, you don't really know how. And like, what was he doing to push? Like, what was he pushing? He was just tapping on things, and it was various levels. But with of that it. cigar grip, like it looked like a mahjong. Game. Yeah, and with the cigar grip at the same time. Uh, rest in peace, man. Yeah, that was a good one. I also watched Kids in the Hall, all of it. The new one. Yeah, the new one. Fuck. There's a lot of 60 year old penis in it. That's what I heard already. The one thing I'd heard was like, what? They're five, 10 minutes in and you see Dick. It's second sketch. Full Dave Foley and Kevin McDonald's fucking like 60 something year old penises. So I remember back in the day on HBO, it was real edgy, you know, because they did a lot of cross dressing and that still wasn't out there. It was really funny, though, because they picked up from brain candy. Oh, and like took the sketches. Yeah, I don't want to ruin anything else for it because it was it was really <laughs> authentic fucking kids in the hall. <laughs> I crush your head. I crush your head. I crush your head. <laughs> and you watch Candy. I was flirting with watching that. Candy, yeah, it's on Hulu. It's got Jessica Beale. Oh, what's her name? Uh Melanie Linsky. Was that it? Yeah, and you said porn stash was in it too. Porn stash from Orange is the New yeah, Orange Pablo is the New- Schreiber. Yes. Yeah, Melanie Linsky, Jessica Beale, Housewives, Suburb of Dallas, late seventies, early eighties. What is the actual plot of it? It's a true story, right? You've got, you know, your church going stay at home mom. You know, you've got like another neighborhood mom. One of them's just picture perfect, has a great husband, kids, nice house, the party house. She's like, we've got the good house for parties. And she's the evil one, right? Which one is evil? Oh, <laughs> intriguing. It's one of those, you know. But it pulled you in, it kept you? Oh, yeah. Is uh, it over or is it five still episodes. being released? Five episodes. Total? I think it's five total. They're all out on Hulu. Okay, cool. But yeah, Candy, Jessica Biel, they killed it. JT, old Justin Timberlake's in there. He's fucking great. But he won me over with Black Snake Moan. Yeah. <laughs> we had those panic attacks on the highway every time a truck would pass by. Like, well, it was a very believable panic attack. Yeah. I know everyone's panic attack is different, but like watching Justin Timberlake have a panic attack in that movie was mm-hmm. like oh you've had a panic attack <laughs> for sure oh i yeah. felt it you know good story it drew me in you're like several times i was thinking what the fuck we were scared because i saw three episodes and i was like oh well i thought it was a movie and then i just didn't oh. scroll down far enough two more episodes it was all there so we looked at each other and it was the weekend so we were you want to do oh you binged something you never binge anything anymore yeah i mean you throw one on while like the kids eating you know so she's in there eating and we're talking to her but i'm like just okay turn her thing down just a little and let's turn hers up just a little so this was a little longer a list than normal for you considering you watched an entire series yeah i watched an entire series an entire documentary and like i said i watched the general's daughter with john travolta i'd seen it before I oh, just yeah, yeah. I just wanted like a drama like crime thing with that was like I don't know if I've ever watched that. I you know Is that okay? Good or you're making a face. <laughs> for what it is, it's not bad. It's not a great movie, but for what it is, it's not bad. It's, it's no, got uh, what's his name? Timothy Hutton? No uh, Battlefield Earth though. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll watch it if it fucking comes on. It's I'm not confusing. Lie to I, like I wasn't sure whether or not that was uh, a good movie. Or was not, that one so. of Barry Pepper's first movies? It might have been. I remember <laughs> that we went and saw that in the theater. I forget who I went and saw it with, but there were a bunch of Scientologists there. They were sitting in the back at Battlefield Earth. Yeah, like there was like a group of people all sitting, and they would like clap during the movie. What the fuck is happening? And I asked the theater manager, and he was like, <laughs> "Oh, the Scientologists go to every showing to bump up the sales of this movie for John Travolta." Uh huh. And I was like, "Here." And he was like, well, we have a pretty big Scientology community. And I was like, that's <laughs> fucked up, man. You didn't watch anything else? Uh, no, those are pretty, the, the big three. What about what you're ashamed of? What are you ashamed of? What am I ashamed of? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here holding this notebook. I kind of feel like your therapist. What it would tell me of your shame? What am I ashamed of? Yeah. I don't think I'm I wish hi- I could do a Dr. Ruth voice. Am I hiding something? <laughs> are you hiding something? I don't think I'm hiding anything right now. Tell me, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a we need to talk about, Kevin? I don't know, man. If I don't know. I'm never going to try and fuck the alien. Let me just put it that way. If we grow it in a Petri dish or like, you know, if it comes from a ship, oh. like, d- never putting anything in it. Yeah. Don't poke it. 
Just don't, guys. If you find an alien and it's hot and sexy, don't poke it. Let it be. Uh, I, I was always a fan of when Captain Kirk would fuck the alien. <laughs> but I mean, anything else, you know, modern, it's it doesn't work out well. Spies, yeah, they get too bestiality species. with it. Yeah. What happened with species? Yeah, man, that's not cool. I would be caught between worlds there. Cylons get the hot spine. Was it Natasha Hendrickson? Henstridge. Hen- Natasha Henstridge? Whatever. Yeah. Ghosts species. of Mars. <laughs> Ghost, yeah, the whole nine yards. Yeah. That's that was like half of this podcast is just just shouting the things we know that they were in. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Who needs IMDb? Listen to us. I'll be right. Eighty seven percent of the time. We'll mispronounce things and we'll call people by the wrong last name. Natasha Henstridge. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's what you had to deal with back in the day at a video store was you were like that guy. And then he could say whatever. And you just had to believe him. Yeah. What did the what was the PS like your stepdad who would like give you a long winded answer about some shit he had no idea about just because <laughs> <laughs> we did Moonfall this week though and I took a lot of fucking notes this time I think it's the second most notes I've ever taken oh pages pages of things that I would just like write down because so much was going on I'd be like I can't forget that this happened I'd go back and add things to a note that I'd made me too. <laughs> same because i was like wait also i watched it again it's like a fucking two hour and ten minute movie i know i did it while i was working today okay can i say one thing in relation to that i didn't have to do any work with headphones on so i was like i'm just gonna put it on and let it sink in over the the first hour of that two hour and ten minute movie was the longest hour of a movie i think i might have ever watched Oh, really? Something was happening Kelly, to me. Kelly in that got first sick of hour. watching it at some point. Like, she was like, God, is this over yet? Olympia walked out at 47 minutes. No, I did it again. She, she was like, You can finish this one. And I was like, I'm going to finish it. I reread the notes and then I was like, oh, I don't remember all of it. There's so much, so much stuff. I split it up into two nights. I split it that way. I, I maybe should have done that, but instead I just kind of passively watched it today again. And yeah. I want to say I enjoyed it more the second time. Yeah. To be perfectly honest. At first, I was pissed. I was like, damn you, Roland. Well, he's become a certain sort of director these damn days. Damn you, Roland. I just hear that name and I think Vanna Herzog. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. she's the bear age him and his girlfriend. And then what? And then what? Grizzly Man is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. In like my Grizzly life. Man? It's an unintentional comedy. Where he fucking dies? Yes. I don't give a fuck. If you I'm going to go hard with this. I don't care if anybody thinks that I'm a monster. I think Grizzly Man is hilarious. I mean, what? What? not to be trite, but you know, if you play with fire, you're going to get burned. Yeah, I don't want to be one of those people who thinks that survival of the fittest has anything to do with stupidity. But in this particular case, we're missing a moron. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you know, you... I feel bad for his girlfriend who oh. also got eaten by a bear. 100%. Super bad. That's the the really dark part about it. But I've watched Grizzly Man more than I'd like to admit, and I, I find it really funny. <laughs> it just sounds like somebody's... It's called a wild animal for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> you know, man, I, I, don't fuck with it. If you're going to fuck with it, realize, you know... <laughs> there's an outcome that's not so good for you moonfall surprised me it was a surprising uh contrast to armageddon that also uh wasn't no. like it was the same thing but it's different not to skip ahead but the plot definitely something a little different well l- let's go through this then okay, so do, are you gonna do this i'm gonna i'm gonna give you a rundown this is a very very small rundown compared to if you look at the wikipedia entry for this movie yeah the plot summary is so long <laughs> it doesn't need to be that it, long it's blow for blow long and that makes you understand why amazon like looked at armageddon and was like an asteroid's coming they were like fuck you guys the oil drillers asteroid done you know what while you go over this i'm not gonna say things to you i'm just gonna be like mm-hmm Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So this movie was co-written and directed and produced by Roland Emmerich, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's a very Roland Emmerich movie. One from today and also yesterday. And that doesn't make sense, and it shouldn't. <laughs> it's starring Halle Berry, Patrick Wilson, John Bradley, Michael Pena. Pena. Michael, Michael Pena. Charlie Plummer. Kelly Yu, And sort of starring Donald Sutherland, who was top billing for this movie. Super small role. He's in it for two minutes. Yeah. It's a big two minutes, though. Well, he's the uh, the character that comes along and like puts them on their journey. He's the smoking man. He. I wrote that down, too. Did you? 
No shit. Yeah, because he's in the wheelchair and stuff. And I just thought of those new X-Files episodes where he's all tubed up and everything. <laughs> you know, you're like, still alive. I, I like that one X-Files movie that is just an episode and not part of the story. The newer one? The Monster of the Week one with the guy from Battlestar Galactica. Yes. Yeah. Skin job. So. Lee Oben. <laughs> <laughs> So two, these two former astronauts, Brian mm-hmm. Harper and Jacinda Fowler, played by Wilson and Barry, obviously Jacinda, Halle Berry. Also, Halle Berry is like eating people's souls because she's 56 years old. Yeah, they, there was definitely some sort of filter at times, but even without the filter. Is it? Man, she is beautiful. No, no, that's the thing. Like this Halle Berry, like everybody knows Halle Berry is one of the most beautiful women in the world, but She's not fucking aging. They're, they're, for some fucking reason, they did use a filter at times, but like she doesn't need it. Kelly decided her eyebrows had improved over the years, that her eyebrows were done a different way, and that mm-hmm. was really changing the way she looked. Because I was like, did she get like surgery or something? What the fuck is happening? The more I watched it and the more I looked at like old pictures of her, I don't think so. I think she's no, just... No, she started popping up in some commercials recently, and that's the first time I'd seen her in a while. Oh, really? I haven't watched the newer movies. I watched that series she was in, Extant. I don't know if it was an Amazon series or mm-hmm. if it was... Was like it was airing on CBS. She kept the making these time. horrible movies that were like the same thing. Like she was a police dispatcher and fucking, you know. I, yeah, that's you when won I won an Oscar. What the fuck? Yeah, I just the movies. But this, there for a while. this I'm okay with. I, I think it's Halle fine. Berry, no, way Halle to go, Berry Halle. and uh, Patrick Wilson belonged in this movie. They was perfect. And uh, Samuel Tarley. Oh, Samuel Tarley. 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 I just say Tarley. Yeah, Samuel Tarley. That's how they said it because they had that sweet accent that complimented it. I can't wait for the new Game of Thrones either, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah. Just let's... as an aside. Let's get through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a yep. long, this is a long uh, cool. summary. Cool. <laughs> Hollow Moon conspiracy theorist Samuel Tarley notices the moon has broken orbit. No one will listen. He tries to tell Patrick Wilson. He throws his data at him. Big stack of printed papers. While he shows up hung over to do an astronaut show for some kids at a museum. Yeah, he's looking badass when he does it, too. Yeah. Leather jacket. Was he riding a motorcycle? You know, I think he had gotten the car running. No, he rode the motorcycle because he escaped the eviction notice. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's cool as fuck. Yeah, he was very fucking Logan. Because Patrick Wilson can be easily hateable person. But sometimes he isn't. Sometimes you're like, oh, yeah, you got me. Sometimes you pass on the hard candy. <laughs> <laughs> see what i did there we're really threading these episodes too <laughs> we really are so no one will believe him hollow moon conspiracy theorist samuel tarley who is a doctor mega structurist super structurist there was a lot of jargon this is a real thing i already knew a little bit about it i actually read three isaac asimov essays trying to look for hollow moon stuff uh-huh. that he wrote about because i know he did somewhere his essays if you're into science or science fiction they're very accessible science essays because asimov knew his shit so like he would write these scientific and philosophical essays they're easy to read if you're just a layman well it's because they sent sam to that school yeah he's a maester yeah <laughs> So eventually the moon starts to fall towards the earth, of course, because it's called moonfall. Spoilers. <laughs> there's there's going to be lots of spoilers. We're going to talk about this. This movie, it, we had to pay to rent this. It will be on a regular streaming platform any fucking day. Soon. Any fucking Soon. day. Soon. It's going to pop up on something next week because we fucking rented it this week. Yeah, of course. And so Patrick Wilson goes back to find him. Oh, I should also mention that Patrick Wilson and uh, Halle Berry. Patrick Wilson is now a disgraced astronaut because human error led to the death of his friend. It wasn't human error, but no one believes him. So now he's going to believe Samwell and go back, retrieve him from his conspiracy theorist meeting at a hotel. Which was great. With shining wallpaper. Was it the L.A. Palms? The L.A. Palms Hotel has Stanley Hotel wallpaper (laughs) everywhere. I'm pretty sure that's just a weak reference towards Stanley Kubrick faking the moon landing. The moon's fallen. It gets out because Samwell releases it on uh, social media. Yeah, nobody would listen to him. So he's like, you, it's, who was it? His mom tells him, just put it out there. Take a chance. Yeah, his mom, who does not have a British accent. No. His mother does not have a British accent, but he does. He did a really good American one. She's when got he the old timer's disease. We talked about this during Armageddon. Humanity freaks the fuck out and they spray paint fuck the moon on the side of the space shuttle. <laughs> which we're going to take into space later. So NASA sends a mission very quickly up to the moon. Uh, absurdly quick. Oh, Halle Berry can get the shuttle tomorrow. They get out up of the there. UK. They fucking die immediately, of course, because the they're test, not the main the, characters. That test crew? Yeah, they go up there, and they get fucking eaten immediately. So real answer, if there's a big-ass gaping hole, 
There's a big ass gaping moon. hole, and inside the gaping hole. Oh, I, ha- I, I, I let let's just do this. You know, it's like the helicopter guys in Independence Day with their flashy lights. <laughs> They'll fucking fly your chopper up to the spaceship and go. So basically, up there, there is a superstructure siphoning energy from a white dwarf. All of this very generic sci-fi stuff. This black crap comes out and kills the test team. Proto molecule, sandworm, baby face from the Matrix. <laughs> And during that, in classic Roland Emmerich fashion, drama, disaster, and CGI mayhem ensue on Earth. That's what Armageddon didn't have that this movie had. Hints of comic relief. That shit fucking is going to hit the Earth now. And so we're going to get real 2012, day after tomorrow, Roland Emmerich. Tons of narrow escapes. So many in this very long Lexus commercial. That's going to be his signature move outside of what the movies are, is the narrow escape. They go up while everyone's rioting. They go up there and they save the day. Yeah. We'll, we'll get more into it. This movie has 50-50 ratings right now. 5.2. On IMDb. So it is one of those movies. It's the Roland Emmerich formula. Straight up. Jeff Goldblum, former scientist, figures out the aliens are coming. Before NASA, before, before NASA, the White House, before the military. Same deal. Samuel Tarley, same deal. Janitor. They just kind of move the pieces on the board around yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he's Goodwill Hunting. But this was the turducken of Roland Emmerich movies. He shoved Independence Day inside of The Day After Tomorrow. And then he like served you a side of Armageddon. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. isn't a Roland Emmerich movie, I should say, but... It's present in the same I sort of... I feel like of, he was trying to put it, the tip somewhere near Armageddon, probably. Yeah, and maybe just day. slap it in the yeah, face like, a little. Pop, 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 yeah, pop. just a little. Just a little. <laughs> but the special effects look both good and bad, this entire movie. Like, they all look really I thought bad, way more good than bad. And they look really good. Yeah, there were some things where I was like, why the fuck are you using a blue screen? Like, you couldn't have filmed that? The fucking lighting is atrocious. Most of the movie. It's this super bright white halo around everything. Just yeah. washed out around the corners. Or the CGI car chase scene. Oh my God. The CGI car chase Lexus commercial. Slash Lexus ad. Yeah. Straight yes, up. Also, thing, dude. Kaspersky antivirus popped up in this movie so many times. It was absurd. <laughs> it's on the spaceship. When he opens the fuel tank, uh-huh. it runs Kaspersky on the little DOS screen. Does it? I swear. <laughs> I didn't see that part. <laughs> It's so fucking ridiculous. Dude. All of the things where it was like, well, that's fucking impossible. Like, they would be like, this is impossible. Like, before they do it, and then they'd go ahead and do it. Yeah. And I appreciated that. <sighs> On a level that Armageddon was really missing. The first hour, it was a struggle for me. And then once I got to about an hour 10, I felt much better about it. Did you notice that about the time that you felt better about it? All of the extras, all of the backgrounds, all of the sets were fucking green screen. Everything. Mm. The entire fucking movie. Because it was right when... So when I do want to talk about the liftoff from the mountain site... Oh, I would like to talk about that as well and make some parallels to Armageddon because at least things were acknowledged in that scene where they were like, we missed our launch window. The wind isn't going to be right. Not to mention, like, they do an impossible launch. But I was really happy that in the beginning of it, they mentioned that this is not going to go well. Well, yeah, but it's also like, hey, can you do this with two engines instead of four? The moon pulls them up into the sky. Yeah, let's use the gravity. They use a regular spaceship, the Endeavor, you know, because it had been retired. So they pull it out of retirement. Which I mentioned, it's been decommissioned, but somehow, you know, they've got enough staff to put everything back together. And was that supposed to be the one that Patrick Wilson landed with no electronics? I'm not positive on that. I think it may have been. It looked exactly like the one 10 years ago that they were using. You know, I'm sure because they don't want to touch the names of the other ones. Bad taste. Mm, yeah, it would have been important. So, however, space shuttles are touchy. That's why they're retired. They're aged. Yeah. This and, space shuttle. Yeah, and I have a lot of I have a lot to rant about with that as far as like we don't have a space program. You Did know, you? Elon Musk is making our spaceships now. <laughs> yeah. Also, Elon. they mention Elon Musk in this movie, but he's not there. Uh I think I had three. I think I had three no, two shout outs to SpaceX. I counted two. If if this was happening, Elon Musk would have been in the fucking room. He would have been in the movie. He would have been in the forefront the whole time. So yeah. why acknowledge that he exists on the planet? Yeah, I thought Elon was going to come and save the day. Anyway, the gravity wave 
I liked the fucking gravity wave. Oh, the gravity wave was great. And with, that's when I with thought the jumping. It, it, well, it did the cool swooshy. I did think it was a missed opportunity for some sweet car jumps. Well, so check it out. Remember the Hummer escapes, but no jumps. It's heavy. After. Uh, I'll give you some science on that. But why I kept saying the spaceship is so touchy and fragile is because the wave consumes the shuttle mid-launch at one point. Oh, the water. The yeah. water. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. And he goes, "We're underwater." <laughs> yeah, Samuel. <laughs> It's like we're underwater, and I'm like, dude, the wind blows funny. That fucking thing is fucked. As many things as I'm going to make fun of, he is not one of the things that is wrong. He did with good. The movie at that all. That part was perfect. For he him. was great. Yeah, that was, was him. That was, was him all the way. Comic relief, the heart. Roland Emmerich is really good at having a lot of entry points for people. There was no love story in this movie. No. Which I actually sort of miss. Fucking hated her ex-husband. Oh, my God. That guy's acting was... Black David Caruso. Yeah. He was soaking... Budget Idris Elba. The guy had smelled something (laughs) bad all the time. No, he... (laughs) Budget Idris Elba. (laughs) His face. I was like, why is he scrunching his face? And then he was just talking, like, normally, and his face stayed the same. Bro, I smelled something bad. (laughs) Well, I had just said it. And Olympia like looked at me and then we were waiting for it to unscrunch and it didn't. We just looked at each other and started laughing because they're like, that's his face. Yeah, Kelly pointed it out to me too. And then I couldn't look away. And I'm so sorry. And here's the deal. In his defense, I had to look him up. That man is a beautiful human being with facial hair. I know he's supposed to be in the military, but fuck, man. Y'all are riding a spaceship through the water. Let's let the the guy in the military keep his facial hair. You mean the facial hair keeps his face from looking so concerned? It looked better to me. Interesting. I felt like he looked like a different person completely. I'm like, this guy needs his facial hair. He was concerned. Every time he was just so, Yeah, his acting was horrible. But yeah, the spaceship makes it through the water and then they lose a thruster. Dude. Okay, you lose one thruster, it's fucking game over with like your basic space shuttle. Sometimes with these movies, I feel like once you've played off one of these things, then you can give us anything. Once you've accepted that something impossible has now happened, you're like, I'm just watching a movie. It's like the horror movie recipe I was telling you about. You can't over, uh, you can't overdo the ingredients unless you really overdo the ingredients. I think sometimes it's okay. What? And then the whole thing sometimes just kind of okay has a to crispy go layer. Mouth. <laughs> I love the gravity wave though. I thought there was a lot of potential with the gravity wave. It looked fucking awesome. I thought it was cooler than when the moon got really close to the earth. Some of those like really crazy Roland Emmerich CGI. It de- got me. De- man. Like I liked those. But I liked all the like the moon is falling, gravity's changing, air is the atmosphere is all Did fucked up. Did they use miniatures in there? At one point, did you feel like you were looking at miniatures? I couldn't tell. I really think it was just CGI. Really? There yeah. was this one, I think it's when the even... floodwaters were coming in. I was like, is that a combination of CGI and miniatures? I'm like, did they go old school here? I don't think so. I don't uh, think he would have bothered. I was wondering what you thought about it because I, yeah, I, I didn't do any digging. There was just, some stuff that I was like, that looks really real. It was when Los Angeles was getting flooded. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. I also was like, that looks really good and also kind of bad. Well, you know, when he escapes his apartment, when the landlord's trying to chase him down for the notice to vacate, and it shows him haul ass in the motorcycle at the gate, why why was that part of L.A. blue screen behind him driving off on the motorcycle? I think it was just fucking easier. Just to build the set of the apartment yeah. and the blue screen background? I literally saw CGI human being extras in this movie. No way. Blink and you miss it, but they were back there. Especially when they were getting the spaceship all put together and everything. Oh, with the crew and everything? Yeah, the, the crew back there was Oh, CGI. well, that would make sense because I feel like that whole thing would have been... Yeah, the, the mountains and everything behind hey, it. Hey, what NASA site is in the mountains? Uh, The Stargate program from oh, SG-1. So, it's oh, that is mountain. It, is it in Colorado, which is close <laughs> enough to California, kind of, where they could have made it in time? Sure. Okay, sure, sure. I don't know. Yeah, man, I just... What is it? It's fucking Houston and Florida, right? Like Those are gone now, right? They had to be. If that much water was coming, you, could, you couldn't fucking... <laughs> Launch yeah, from Houston is so far. Houston or Florida. <laughs> so that was the definitely the reason for that. They tried to make it look like it was this established NASA site. I was thinking that it was the mountain that they have the Stargate in. <laughs> well, so isn't that NORAD Colorado War Games? Yeah. So I mean, are I'm we talking John Cusack it, 2012? Possibly. My limo can drive anywhere. Oh man. Sorry. Now you're on to something. I had to because I saw a lot of, you know, similarities, the parallels between 2012 is the one I remember the least. I remember because so many of the movies were jammed into this one. Mm-hmm. The Dennis Quaid, Jake Gyllenhaal relationship the, yeah. was for sure being played out with Patrick Wilson and his son, who was in Spontaneous, which is fucking amazing. He was in that. Yeah. He's and good. he's been in other shit, too. Yeah, I knew he's I read, boyfriend. He's an up and comer. eh? He was good in this, too. He did. Good, yeah. And probably the smallest role I've ever seen Michael Pena in. But Michael Pena is almost like the new husband in 2012. 
Oh my God, you're right. Yeah, totally. You don't want to like him, but he's a likable guy. At the end of this, I wanted Halle Berry and Patrick Wilson to hug. Well, you know, at least like you know, we're a good team. We hug or something. <laughs> no, remember, like they were just like no sexual stuff. Well, no, because she's got her chick. That was an exchange student. No, that's like her lady friend. She was like an exchange student living in her house. So did Halle Berry do like a Woody Allen thing? Yeah, Kelly thought that too. She was like, is that her girlfriend? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, she's got to pay rent somehow, right? Well, not exchange students. No. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying there was? Okay, I'm confused about the exchange. Now I'm just. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Of all the shit that I noticed, I didn't notice that. I didn't hear that. Yeah, she said, I, as an exchange student, the sentence had nothing to do with that, though. Like, it was just there to be like, I'm an exchange student. Gosh, she really puts it out there for Halle Berry's kid, then. If she's not even like the chick. She kind of propped him up the rest of this, yeah, she you know, was there. day after tomorrow trek through Colorado. Okay, so how did you like it that they escaped the wave, but then they get carjacked in the woods by some hillbillies? Yeah, I kind of like that. <laughs> just random. Also, the main hill. Billy was a belter in the expanse and as soon as he walked up to the car I was like don't trust him he's a belter he belter misasa no and I mean have they Easy, not Koyo. have they not watched any post-apocalyptic movies like don't stop when somebody's blocking the road telling you hey Dude, it's like running upstairs. Oh, man, you're you're like preaching to the fucking choir. I've read, there's so many sci-fi books, especially Blake Crouch, the guy who wrote Wayward Pines, uh -huh. where I really like them, but they're almost trash because the entire book, I'm yelling at the fucking physicist. <laughs> Have you never seen a movie about fucking multiverse time travel? <laughs> Like, why are you making that mistake? That's not your wife. I know. Yeah, but I keep reading them. There's something about it. It's it's like this movie. Yeah. I keep coming back. Do the gravity waves. and Oh, and like when they jump, I was like, gravity jump. I just call, I kept calling things like grav jump, grav wave. Gravity wave was tight. I kind of like that. I have dreams about that sometimes where I can just r run and jump really far. Like mm -hmm. the Hulk in Ang Lee's Hulk. <laughs> 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 I forgot about that. Uh, oh, the jumping Hulk. Oh, yeah. Before I should warn you, my license has been revoked. Like, come on, man. <laughs> the cheesy lines. The dialogue at times was what made me struggle the most during that first hour of torture that I was telling you about. Yeah. Uh, oh, did you notice that Donald Sutherland was like loading, cleaning and loading a gun? Like with he was going to fucking kill himself? Yes. One bullet. Kind of yeah. dark in this type of Roland Emmerich movie. Yeah. And he's supposed to be the Obi-Wan Kenobi character in this. You yeah, know, so the, shit's hitting in the fan, and Hallie goes to the archives to see what really happened. Because, you know, they disgraced astronaut Patrick Wilson. It was his error that somebody died or something happened. It wasn't this mass. Yeah, and the head of NASA quits and just is like, you know what? You can have my job. That was when I realized that Halle Berry, who was on this disgraced mission, granted she had been knocked unconscious. Patrick Wilson was the only witness, and that's why they disgraced him and yeah, fired him. Yeah, she pulled a Johnny Rico or Leah Dama, dude. She went from, like, bam to bam. Yeah, she rose really high in the NASA race. Thanks. We're going to die. I'm out. You've always wanted this job. Here you go. And uh, she took it. Yeah, he didn't seem like he was doing it well. But can I say some of the worst lines in the movie were her lines in the beginning? Oh, some yeah, of the shit were... that came out of her mouth. They were. I was like, that's oh. that's one thing that I really noticed, though, is Patrick Wilson in particular and Halle Berry are both awesome at delivering dog shit dialogue with full enthusiasm every time. That's what those two are good at. They're when really he good. first introduces her to Samwell and she's like, you're the source. Like, I mean, that was like, yeah, this was one of those instances where Patrick Wilson overacting really came in handy. You warmed up to it. You got used to it. That's a Patrick Wilson overacting <laughs> that I like because he can also do serious, good acting. Yeah. You know, I'm not talking about the Warrens. No, I mean, he was Dr. Shaw's dad in Prometheus. Was he really? That little bitty clip that was him. Holy fuck. That's weird. Uh, I just want to start dropping him like man. crazy because I thought homegirl was Halle Berry's chick. Fucking foreign exchange student. Yeah. I also, I couldn't find a lot of trivia on this movie because it's so new, but I did find that they hired a real astronaut to advise them and then pretty much just told him to chill and get paid. <laughs> it does. It's not a big deal. Well, yeah, the opening scene is like your classic spacewalk scene where they're out working on something outside of the shuttle playing Toto. Uh, what africa yes yeah toto africa's playing and i'm like oh. which comes back around later for some reason but i'm just like okay here we go space movie probably like the 10th movie i've seen in my life that starts with a spacewalk you know but i'm fine with that you know i don't know where it's gonna go then you hear the toto and i'm a little less optimistic <laughs> and patrick wilson dancing in a spacesuit with just one arm <laughs> one arm dancing oh her son was by far the worst actor in this movie. That kid was not selling that shit. No, I, you know, I don't know. Dad might have been behind him. 
That hit the military guy was really disappointing me, man. Uh, I watched it twice and I attest. I put scouts on her. And can I say again, he's such a beautiful man with the facial hair. You got a crush on this guy, don't you? I don't. A little man crush on his beard. It changed his whole forehead scrunch. The scrunchie went away with the facial hair. Some people need a beard. I understand. Can't find a better man. Yeah, I look like a goat, so I don't (laughs) grow one. But I have too much chin. It just goes, wow. Devil. Sorry. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the the dialogue at times was really tough. You know, you like these action packed movies. You like the Roland Emmerich films. Give it a go. I don't like all of them. This one was was really interesting to me. I didn't know that he did Universal Soldier. Did he really? Yeah, dude. Dolph Lundgren, uh, JCVD. Yeah. When I was looking through his movies, I was like, what? What? Oh, I put down just the directing credits. And from, you know, like early 90s, it was Universal Soldier, Stargate, Independence Day, The Patriot, the Mel Gibson one were like colonial times, uh-huh. which I'm cool with. I I've watched seen that it movie. more than once. Yeah. Um, the Day After Tomorrow, 2012, Independence Day Resurgence. He did the first and the second one. I didn't realize maybe I did and forgot already because that was just the second movie over again. But uh, and then Midway. But also this was the first and the second movie over again <laughs> with other movies stuffed up it its butt. Really wa- there were parts like you're saying, I felt Day After Tomorrow. There were parts where I felt 2012. Yeah, it was um, a lot of Roland Emmerich. So much. You know, with Armageddon, we talked about the Michael Bay, the Bayhem. The difference between this movie and Armageddon is Michael Bay is a cocky prick about it. <laughs> about the way he made that movie. Fucking eat it and like it. <laughs> and Roland Emmerich didn't do that to you. He was like, let's go. It's was- all right. You want to wear my jacket? Here is where it fully differs, though. All of the characters in this movie were likable in their character arc in some way. And Roland Emmerich is really good at balancing a lot of people. Michael Bay is not. Mm. Michael Bay had a bunch of cocky people and he shoved them in a spaceship and he sent them up there and was like, eat your fucking dinner. (laughs) You will take it and you will like it. But Roland Emmerich didn't do that. He liked how stupid this was. And you could see the fun he had doing this shit. And... I'm for it. Yeah, it's it was tough. Like I said, wifey bailed at about the 47 minute mark and she was like, you're on your own. And I was like, I'll, I'll do this. And, you know, by the end of the movie, can we start talking about the AI and the plot? Are you a college boy? <laughs> Back to that carjacking scene. <laughs> I can't stop I thinking about that something fucking from there. belter. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then, you know, good continuity <laughs> thing. Uh, they run into each other later when they're taking the oxygen tanks. When they escape from them, the Hummer and the truck are parked out in front of the fire department. I don't know if you noticed on the street. I also really appreciated, you know, those guys that were filling up their gas and one of them takes all the money from the gas station. And he's like, what, what are you going to wipe your ass with it? Look yeah. around. Yeah. They jumped in their car and drove out of the way. Like it wasn't like a runaway. Our car is going to get hit and we're going to let it happen. Those dudes had the peace of mind to jump in their truck and drive the fuck away. Low budget, narrow escape. I liked it. No, it was good. It was good because they weren't like, oh. Yeah, I appreciated it. Oh, like what's his name in Austin Powers? The yeah. guy from Mad TV. Well, it would have been really rolled. easy to smash a car right then. <laughs> oh, yeah, especially with a boat coming down the street being pushed by a tank. With a No, it wasn't a tank. It. it was one of those big like troop carrier trucks. There were boats everywhere too. Boats, there were boats and trains everywhere. littering. In Colorado, at the end of the movie, when they emerge from the cave. And the Chrysler Towers. There's just trains everywhere, like way more than one train. And cargo ships at the top of the mountain. See, that's what I'm saying. If you're down for those action movies, there was some good shit there. Like, it was cool. You yeah, know, it like was cool funny. Shit. It was fun. Dude, the grav wave. I keep going back. That grav wave looks so badass. I laughed a lot during this movie, too. And I, <laughs> I like not just at the filmmaking. Like, I laughed at some of the like jokes because the characters grew on me in a better way. I liked them. Their arcs were good. They were classic Roland Emmerich tropes, and that was fine. Oh, the scene where they're in uh, the hotel. So they get trapped in the hotel. The flood comes. It's Wilson and Samuel. What was his name in the movie? I'm just going to keep calling it, him Sam. It was C- CK. It was uh, oh. Samuel Tolly, his character, the smart guy that nobody listened to. Yeah, I feel bad. Uh, he's going to get just be Samwell forever. His name was Casey Houseman. Okay, so Casey and the astronaut are in this hotel. At this point, they're um, they're an asset. So the military special ops team goes to get him. Dude, that scene where they go in the room and it's like, hold on. And they're like getting dressed. He comes with me. <laughs> I don't go anywhere without him. But then there's like that moment where he's kind of fumbling. He's just like, go pull my pants or <laughs> something like that. And I was just like, this is the best fucking part of the movie so far. It was great. That was my favorite part of the movie up until that point was like him trying to put on his pants. In the, the whole hotel, hotel part was probably my favorite. Chunk the stoner of the movie. guy who shows up for the meeting. He was like, it's Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like a room. And he's like, not fo- now. Yeah. The foil hats in this room couldn't be big enough for the people that he's talking, you know, to the end of the world. Yeah, because it seemed like he was giving a lecture. And then, you know, the way he was behind the counter was that like one of his other jobs was working the cafe at there. Oh, he and went he behind like, the counter. He that's was like right, making coffee and everything. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, is he like the night? cafe guy yeah, and that's why he can hold meetings there i thought you were talking about the clearly a chicken restaurant that sold something called pastrami madness what sauce comes with the pastrami madness <laughs> yeah and who the fuck yeah wait thundercloud has pastrami doesn't it uh, sandwich shops have pastrami but not chicken places no you can't it's... really find good pastrami in texas maybe corned beef but mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it was worth it for I that i can't reaction. wipe it out of my mouth i can't get it out of my mouth jesus this movie looked amazing and awful at the same time everybody in it was both bad and good it was long it was paced weird it wasn't paced weird at all actually. that's what she said it was long it wasn't paced weird at all that's what she said it slid in and out of me very nicely ah <laughs> um we haven't even talked about inside the moon there's like an elaborate thing and very quickly we have full-on exposition sequence where his not a great actor little boy version of his son in this 2001 matrix white void tells and he him is a construct that humans made human beings on earth and that this moon was a power cell to make earth what it was and they seeded their dna and they just all over the planet and then all died well yeah because at the space beginning tremors. you're like what the fuck is this aliens because the okay so let's go back to the probe crew real quick the crew that they sent up to test the hole got eaten by it and that's when you see all that i did like very much that it was fucking aliens but well and it wasn't well it's 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 it, alexa it wasn't al- because what i put ancestors not aliens their alexas go bad and AI became self-aware. Them. They literally say that AI became self-aware. Did you see that it came out of little girl's Alexa? Yeah, the little girl's room? Alexa in a room. Yeah, her little pyramid-shaped yeah, Alexa. Yeah, I'm a dad now. That shit hits different. I, I know what it was just that little bit in the movie, but I was like, oh, that fucking sucks. It was like sucks. trying to get out through the glass. Yeah, it's like... Yeah, which is unnecessary, but I appreciated it. Yeah, and mom's like watching civilization be destroyed out the window, and then little girl's Alexa comes and fucking drills them in the living space. Yeah, so were they living on the rings of one of those... I think so. ...base stations that was powered by a star? If not, they were on that planet that had the super cool structures on the planet. In some corner of our galaxy. It's all happened before. It'll it's all happened. It'll again. happen again yeah. in the next Roland Emmerich movie. Yeah, they'll bring it back. Well, yeah, and I mean, remind me of that towards the end. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> bring it over here, boy. But there was some fun joke. Like the kid had a, like a, a Chinese character yes. tattoo and she's like, oh, you like the Jonas Brothers? <laughs> and he gets all freaked out. It's like, wait, what? Just playing. Yeah. The exchange student, not Halle Berry's chick. Fucking I, I kind of think that there was more of her in the movie and they cut her out because she was billed high in the cast. She was in it a lot. She saves the sun multiple times. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She was a down chick. Yeah. That's why I thought she was Halle Berry's girl. And it would make perfect <laughs> sense that the husband's so pissed off of the face like that because his wife left him for another chick. Oh, she left me. Maybe that's what happened. They were already on the rocks had the kid and she's like let's have this foreign exchange student come stay with us and then the next thing you know dude he's like damn yeah he came home and he was like why does it smell like that in here (laughs) i was getting a pastrami madness (laughs) what kind of sauce was that (laughs) (laughs) and the the moon scrapes the earth if they had called this movie moon scrape i would have liked it a lot (laughs) moon scrape I guess it falls. Can you fall through space? You can definitely moonscrape. Was that a moonscrape? Didn't that have Bruce Willis and Cher? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, that's it. But yeah, I don't want to say too much about the end. <laughs> Carrot Thrace, Harbinger of Death. <laughs> <laughs> Frank just pointed at the Frappuccino bottle. Because it's Starbucks, right? <laughs> <laughs> Now, I've only seen, uh, did you ever see Oculus? I love Oculus. I've only seen it once. Mike it Flanagan. Awesome. <gasps> no shit. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Sleep. Mike, that's Mike Flanagan. I should go back and give it a try. I've only seen it once. It's streaming on uh, Showtime. It's still right now? Yeah. It's either Showtime or just straight up Amazon. One of the two. I'm starting know, to get kind confused. of a little bitch, dude. It's hard for me to watch scary movies at night, and it's hard for me to say that, but I'm not trying to hide it. That either. one fucked with me a little bit. Yeah? Mirrors, man. Oh, I forgot to mention, I watched Candyman this week. The new one? The new one. What'd you think? It's on my list of like, eh. It's okay. It's okay? It's okay. It's uh, it's no Tony Todd. It's very preachy. 
which mm-hmm. is fine. Yeah. But at the same time, it just it didn't have the feeling of the old can. It's a direct sequel to the original Candyman. Oh well, movie. shit! I don't like exactly remember the old Candyman. It's, it, it's okay. A- He'll there's like a cartoon where they basically refresh your memory. Oh, cool! Like yeah. the. <laughs> Uh, like the DNA. And the, the <laughs> stuff was spooky. The mirror thing freaks me out. But Mirrors. Yeah. Did you watch Poltergeist? Yeah, man. I'm afraid of clowns and trees because of fucking Poltergeist. Yeah. Swimming pool's under construction. No. That poor bucktooth kid. <laughs> he got the worst of it. Just snatched out of his fucking bed. Hey, what happened to that kid? I don't know, man. That was one of those movies that was like cursed, right? Like more than just the little girl. Carol Ann died. Uh, I think somebody died on the set. Carol Ann got real sick. Mm-hmm. So she made it through all three movies, but... Uh, yeah, she died very young. And then, yeah, I think set, people on set died. The The guy who played the Native American. Oh, he went to... He, he also died, yeah. you have anything else about this movie? You know... That, that's really crawling around in your head? I feel like we've covered most of what... Ancestors, not aliens. This whole thing that the government apparently had been covering up since the 60s moon landing... They knew about it then. They found the hole. They knew that something was in there. They, they were like, all the astronauts played along with it except oh, for yeah, this the guy. Oh, yeah, the Apollo. I, I like the Apollo 11 thing because yeah. it really did it lose transmission for two minutes. And then minutes. what you do is you find out that, you know, it was their ancestors from this, like, advanced civilization. Why did they have, like, the whole spaceship fucking building inside? I, well, I guess because they were supposed to be a part of the mission. They were supposed to be manned. They, the, that's the, what it was. They were supposed to be manned. They launched this one off. It was the only one that got mm. out to, to a habitable so Place. you know, since I mean, fucking spoiler alert. We already said they fucking saved the world. Yeah, we, yeah. I, I, we said it at the top. We're, yeah. we're gonna spoil the shit out of most. That you guys get it now. We yeah. spoil, but movies. the way that they leave it <laughs> off, I guess, without telling you that you know someone's been lost, but not all the way. We didn't completely lose them. They left some sequel room. They that, did left, that leave. Will some probably movie. never happen. It won't happen. I doubt it would. It, no. But I'm not gonna lie. I might watch it if it did. So overall, I would watch. I I would say watch it if you like Roland Emmerich blockbuster movies. Yeah, and we haven't said this in a while, but was it a good movie? <sighs> I think this was a very good bad movie. It was a very good bad movie. I I very much enjoyed this movie. It's so close to Armageddon and so much better than it. You know what? Coming from someone who's watched Geostorm more than one time. I was going to bring up Geostorm at some point. Coming from someone who's watched Geotormenta more than one time. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I had HBO at the time and on uh, HBO Latina, Latino, it kept saying Geotormenta. And I was just like, oh, shit. Is that really how you fucking say Geostorm in Spanish? That's a classy Gerard Butler joint. Yeah. Oh, shout out to Halle Berry, though. Is Halle Berry in Geostorm? No, but do you know what happens to a toad when it's struck by lightning? The same thing that happens to everything else. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, she's... she's she delivers those fucking lines yeah, that are she so made it bad. Work. She and made she it work. fucking does it. Yeah, sorry. I, I mean, you could think of in. so many, like, James Bond. Yeah. You know, because not most of Halle Berry's career is not Monsters But ball. this, I would, I would watch this again. Like I'm saying, if you're not just like, oh, God, another one of those narrow escape fucking end of the world. This was budget. a very comforting piece of shit. I, I really I really dug what it did for a little too long. Yeah. I mean, at one point I was like a big budget doesn't guarantee good acting. Halle Berry's ex-husband. Man, you're real hung up on that guy. The, the kid. If you watch it again, you're going to see what I saw. See, the kid was like Halle Berry was crying saying mm-hmm. goodbye to this kid. And he's like, it's all right, mommy. Everything will be fine. I well, know you'll save us. I try not to be hard on the kids. I think some of the worst kid decisions ever were the middle brother on Home Improvement. That kid was just about fucking worthless. The middle brother was Jonathan Taylor Thomas. No, no. He was the younger brother. No, no. Jonathan Taylor Thomas was the middle brother. Mark was the little brother. Are you sure goth. Mark was the little brother? Yeah, for sure. Mark. Okay, well then in the little brother. You're right. You're right. Because then it was the Brad. Tokyo Drift. Brad was the old one. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. He was the youngest one. Yeah, they got stuck with that poor kid. I got real defensive there. I was like, how dare you say that about Jonathan Taylor yeah, Thomas? JTT. He's the man of the house. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a wild America. Um, (laughs) No, you got um, any more? (laughs) You know, Simba had to grow up eventually. (laughs) Leave the den. All right, you're reaching now. Okay. (laughs) Well, he was baby Simba, but he wasn't like adolescent. Hakun, Matata. I sang that in choir in sixth grade, by the way. I bet you did. Yeah, I did. You know, when I was in fifth grade, I played Rod Sterling in a elementary school play that was The Monsters of Maple Street. So did you just like narrate? 
Yeah, I came out smoking a fake cigarette. No way. <laughs> yeah, because it was like fucking 1993 or some shit. Yeah, you no, know? nah, man. They, they they, was cool nobody still. gave a fuck about nah. that. Yeah, I walked out in a suit smoking a cigarette, and I did the narration for the episode of The Twilight Zone called The Monsters of Maple Street, which is amazing. Wow. No, man. It's the one where the neighborhood, the power goes out, and all the neighbors start turning on each other. Oh, shit. And accusing each other of being the alien. <laughs> yeah. I don't advise paying for this movie. No, wait till it's free. It'll be free anytime. And I mean, you're going to hear this later than when we're talking about it. But fucking just wait. This will probably be on Netflix or something for free by the time you're hearing this. Even though this movie is not about planets and, aligning. And I'm just talking a couple <laughs> weeks. <you know>? like, <laughs> Sorry. It's pretty fucking Did entertaining. somebody fucking hooked Halle Berry up with a paycheck again? Fucking thank you. She's paid her dues. Halle Berry's fucking awesome. Yeah, and I don't know what lotion she's using, but... I want it. So next time, we're going to do a movie that I found way deep. I went so many layers deep on the recommended for you if you like this. Other people liked. And uh, the first one was The Little Hours, which... Uh, Aubrey Plaza, have you ever seen it? Yeah. I oh, loved okay. It. okay. I loved yeah, it. Yeah. You told me to watch it. And I, uh, yeah. I, re- I really liked it. It was, was good. It was something something else. It was not what I was expecting it to be. And uh, Have you checked out Bear Lake yet? No. No, I haven't. I think you uh, might Black Bear? Black Bear, that's it. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I think they're at Bear Lake. I something or maybe it's I haven't. It's on the list though. That was one of the movies that this movie recommended to me. But then I went through and I found this movie called Faults, which is about a cult deprogrammer. It was directed by Riley Stearns, who directed The Art of Self-Defense, which I really fucking liked. My wife seemed to think we hadn't watched it, but I'm I th- I'm pretty sure I have. <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch it again. You probably now, watched she made it me doubt myself there. and I remember so many things. Yeah. And uh, she, he also directed uh, the Karen Gillan movie that's coming out, Duel. It's on AMC right now. I think it got a limited theatrical release. It's not free if you don't have AMC Plus or whatever, mm-hmm. but uh, it looks good. She fights her own clone to the death. It didn't look like it was... I, this guy seems to make a certain kind of movie, but this movie is called Faults. It stars Leland Orzer, mm-hmm. who is in everything he's a fantastic fucking actor he's never the lead role ever look him up werner (laughs) (laughs) what's his name he's the knife dildo guy from seven and he deserves a fucking oscar for that oh that's his name that's his name i guess i've never heard it it's like john doe but different well i'm like when you're telling the movie that came to mind was very bad oh leland orser yes that's his name yeah yeah (laughs) no no very bad things that's a fucking crazy one from back in the day yeah he's always in the background he's a fucking great actor and i've never seen him cast as the lead in anything and so it caught my eye he's a good quiet creeper so mary elizabeth winstead is also in it she used to be married to the director she was at the time uh you know birds of prey 10 cloverfield lane the thing prequel which i really liked that was her too yeah james gunn Mm -hmm. Uh, and what death proof Death Proof, that was the first time. Uh, she was John McClane's daughter in the bad sequels. I never even liked the Justin Long one. In that one specifically. I don't think she's in Didn't any of watch it. I man. think she may have started coming out. And then far- Kate, which you haven't seen, but it's a Netflix original uh, woman hitman assassin thing. Salt. Also kind of mixed with uh, Crank. Oh. Like she's trying to stay alive long enough to to complete this job or to I'll yeah. remember that. And one. then uh Mary Elizabeth Winstead's father in the movie that is trying to get her deprogrammed from the cult is uh Chris Ellis from Armageddon and The Island and Transformers and Apollo 13. Isn't he's, he, he's another like, background guy. Yeah, he's like a military guy or scientist guy. Yeah, he always plays the old guy. Or like the old dad that served in the military and yeah. he wants you to do it too. That kind of guy. Straighten up. I'll know all their names by next time, but uh, the hope and fear lady from Donnie Darko that's in everything. This movie was full of people from the background is what I'm saying. Background characters. That one guy from that one he thing. He centered in on those really great background actors and cast them in this movie and it's got me really interested i showed frank the trailer i think uh i think this is gonna be one. no we're gonna go for it faults uh, why haven't i heard of that so weird probably because it was an official selection of south by in 2014 really really interested so next time thanks everyone for joining us for the last video store clerks podcast be sure to leave a rating and subscribe you can find us on twitter at last clerks instagram at the last video store clerks and you can find scott at dispatches from the pit.com